0: Okay, welcome to Progressive News Network, our Sunday show. Some of you know it as PNN. I'm Janine Moloff, producer and host. Uh, First thing, before we get started with today's show, I just want to make something really patently clear. Uh, We've had two or three instances where we've had a few callers that insist that they will speak on air and they will monopolize the time that PNN is paid for. Now, we're not Fox. We don't have Fox's budget, uh, and we certainly don't have their proclivities, thank God. Uh, But this is kind of an old tactic that a lot of, um, I'd say, far-right politicians use to try and interrupt and obfuscate. They come on, they have this claim that they have a legitimate comment, and they want to add to the discussion, And truth is, they just want to monopolize the time and just basically kind of an adolescent rant. That's not going to happen here. Uh, I do believe in free speech, but once again, we're the ones paying for it, not the commenters. So, no, they can't come online and monopolize time and basically be conservative Freeloaders put bluntly. So normally when I'm running the show if there's going to be time for comments I will announce that at the beginning of the show and it's usually the last 10 minutes of our air time uh, Obviously today. I am NOT going to do that I am NOT going to entertain any callers. So if they call they're just going to You know wait and sit and spin Because again, I'm not going to be bullied All right, so let's get on with today's show. And if you saw the advert, you saw it was a little controversial. It said, quarantine the anti-vax mask holes with an M. Now, I didn't make up that phrase. That phrase came from a a commentary piece that journalist Tom Hartman wrote, and he called them anti-vax mask holes. And frankly, I thought it was simultaneously really sad, but also funny. So we're going to talk a little bit about the issue of restorative justice during this whole COVID-19 fiasco, although we won't get into it too much because I really haven't found much out there yet. All right. But within the context of this deadly pandemic that continues to spiral out of control, um, we do need to look at holding people accountable. So you know, once again, uh, Tom Hartman, renowned journalist, called out what he called the Trumpies and maskholes as they gleefully act as the 21st century equivalent of Typhoid Mary, or I should say Typhoid Mark, with absolutely no consideration for the people they hurt and possibly kill. Blood is on their hands. Meanwhile, the GOP is using COVID to tank the Democrats again with no consideration for the ever-growing death toll, which is approaching 800,000 people in under two years. Let that sink in for a minute. We are approaching 800,000 deaths in the United States alone due to COVID-19 in under two years' time, whereas during the entire time we were in during World War II, we lost... I think it was 405,000 soldiers. Let that sink in. And a lot of these deaths were absolutely unnecessary. Had Donald Trump allowed his public health professionals to tell the truth, had he told the truth about COVID early on, we could have done mitigation strategies, masked, socially distanced, um, supported people while they couldn't go to work, And yes, vaccinate once the vaccines were available. Probably a good 70% of those deaths were avoidable. And that's not just me. There's been some studies, um, and we'll talk about that in another show. But let that sink in. And Tom Hartman went further to explain how Germany right now is going to forcefully restrict anti-vaxxers from the public sphere. And he backs up the idea by mentioning the 1905 Supreme Court case that stated no individual has the right to infect others with a deadly and highly communicable disease. And the case here in the United States Supreme Court in 1905 was the case of Jacobson versus Massachusetts. And it established the right of the government to, yes, mandate vaccines and other measures to protect the common good. So let's look at it, okay? Oh boy. All right, so the liability that the GOP is incurring as they uh, continue to instigate and provoke this anti-mask, anti-vax agenda um, is really deadly. So these days, days we have GOP judges, attorney generals, and governors that are so arrogant They believe they know more about medicine and science than actual physicians and scientists, especially when it comes to the politicized subject of COVID-19. Okay. Using liberty as their excuse. Totally unqualified attorneys are systemically issuing political vetoes on what should be medical decisions. These GOP partisans wrongfully believe they can continue to recklessly endanger the public with no negative consequences. They're wrong. So what can be done to correct this not just insane but asinine situation as well as hold those who push that level of misinformation accountable? So we're going to look at our first um, piece of documentation, and it comes from a publication called MedPage. And MedPage is a legitimate medical publication. They do medical journalism a little water there folks and so this was a piece on this past week's federal judges rulings so apparently we not only have partisan governors and partisan attorney generals we have partisan judges and apparently these conservative republican governors attorney generals and judges they apparently think they know more about virology and contagion than actual physicians So here's this piece. It's by Joyce Frieden, Washington editor of MedPage Today, dated December 1st. The headline is Federal Judge Halt's Enforcement of Health Worker Vaccine Mandate, the subtitle is Preliminary Injunction Affects Healthcare Institutions Nationwide. Excuse me, I'm going to tell you right now, if I had to be worked on by a medical team, I won't accept any medical personnel that can't prove to me they are fully vaccinated, period. They are complaining, some of them, that they're going to quit. I got news for you. I'd fire them. I would fire them. You're not coming near me to work on me if you're not fully vaccinated. That level of ignorance is beyond the pale. But let's go on with this. So a federal judge halted enforcement nationwide of Biden's um, vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. And these were for healthcare workers at institutions that accept Medicare and Medicaid patients, which is just about all of them, but look at the class difference as well. You know, if you're rich, you can afford what's called boutique medicine, and those physicians and nurses don't have to follow the same directives, apparently. But Medicare and Medicaid, that's elderly and very poor, okay? And Terry just shows how partisan judges place this dubious liberty, including a liberty to infect others above the public good. So Judge Terry Doty, I'm I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. It's D-O-U-G-H-T-Y. Judge Terry Doty of the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana wrote the following, quote, "If, If human nature and history teach anything, it is that civil liberties face grave risk when governments proclaim indefinite states of emergency. Okay, well, that's a really vague and overly generalized statement. I, I don't think there's any medical professional, any doctor or scientist that wants this thing to go on indefinitely. And Judge Dody has absolutely... No proof backing up that claim. He's just issuing his opinion. Nothing. Judge Doty goes on to say, quote, during a pandemic such as this one, it is even more important to safeguard the separation of powers set forth in our Constitution to avoid erosion of our liberties. Because the plaintiff states have satisfied all four elements required for a preliminary injunction to issue, this court has determined that a preliminary injunction should issue against the government defendant. Now, take this in for a second. Notice how these Republican judges talk about separation of powers, talk about how government should intrude. And, you know, in co- during this entire COVID situation, the Republicans truly have a multiple personality syndrome disorder because when it comes to things like uh, stopping vaccine mandates, mask mandates, and again, it's really not much of a mandate. If you want to hold on to your job, fine. If you don't. If you don't care about holding on to your job, you don't have to get the jab. But that they'll scream that you can't have gov- government overreach. But many states, including here in my home state of Missouri, the same Republicans push government overreach by denying local municipalities, like in St. Louis and Kansas City, the right to issue their own public health um, public health directives. Which is it? You can't have it both ways. And the hypocrisy of the GOP knows no bounds. Okay, so this case here of Judge Doty is the state of Louisiana et al. versus Xavier Becerra et al. And again, it's all about the anti vaxxer morons, as I call them. Okay. So this was the Biden thing. Um, OSHA, which is the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, told business owners with 100 or more employees that they need to require the workers either get vaccinated or or be tested weekly. So it's not even much. It's not even a vaccine mandate. But apparently, these anti-vaxxers don't want to even be tested. Now, if they were fine with submitting to weekly testing and wearing a mask, okay. But the fact that they won't submit to testing just proves that the agenda is really to infect others. That's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. Uh, Part of this also is that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Um, also issued a regulation saying that all healthcare workers um, who work for organizations that receive funding from Medicare and Medicaid be fully vaccinated by January 4th, 2022. I have no problems with that. In fact, I have problems with healthcare workers that won't get vaccinated. Seriously, I wouldn't want them working on me. You know, I've heard all these insane uh, accusations. Some people think that the vaccine will change your DNA. No such thing. Or that it's poison. Well, if it were poisonous, because I have a chronic lung disorder, I am one of those medically vulnerable people. I've taken both vaccines and a booster. It didn't poison me. If it was going to poison anybody, it would poison someone like me who's medically vulnerable, not somebody who is pale and hearty. So, again, uh, you know, I had a friend send me a, a bogus study. And this study made all these crazy claims, and it came from England. The only problem with that study was if this person had actually checked the the, um, the sourcing, It didn't come from any medical personnel or any scientists. It was a bunch of, I'll just say, bullshit that was made up and it came from a couple of actors, period. And I found that out in five minutes' time online. That's it, and from legitimate sources, not from YouTube and not from Facebook. So all these accusations are nonsense. So, again, this particular mandate. The Biden push isn't really a mandate. You know, if you're part of a company that has 100 or more employees, including companies that do business with the federal government, you either submit to vaccination or a weekly test. So what's the problem? No one's making you vaccinate then. You can just be tested weekly. Now, as for medical personnel that refuse to vaccinate, I don't think firing is enough unless if you have a legitimate medical concern that's been documented by a legitimate physician, that's one thing. But short of that, if you're a medical personnel and you refuse to be vaccinated, especially if you're a medical professional, like a doctor, a nurse, a, um, a therapist of some type, your licensure should be revoked, period, because you're endangering patients. Okay, keep in mind, we're talking about COVID. We're not talking about a bloodborne disease. We're not talking about something like HIV where, you know, you have to mix body fluids. All right. With HIV, you can choose to screen patients to make sure through blood tests, make sure if you're going to have a blood transfusion that it's one that's not infected. You can choose with something like HIV to whether or not you want to have unprotected sex with somebody who's positive. But with COVID, COVID's airborne. You can't choose whether or not you want to breathe. We all breathe it's necessary for life. This is airborne, so when you're refusing to vaccinate, when you are refusing to mask, you are essentially saying that you have a right to possibly infect other people with a potential death sentence because you're either too selfish, cowardly, or stupid to follow what, what is considered good practice. And as a result of that, people that are medically vulnerable are forced to quarantine and their liberties are being violated. I'd like to ask Judge Doty or the other judge, we're going to be talking about Judge Matthew Schultz here in St. Louis. I'd like to ask him, what about the rights of people like me who are medically vulnerable what about the fact that my rights have been violated? Because even though I'm vaccinated, I'm still more vulnerable than other people. This could have been over with if these jackasses had been vaccinated. What about the rights of the rest of us? And you're going to talk that case in the Supreme Court dating all the way back to 1905. Newsflash. Nobody has the right to infect others especially if it's airborne. You just don't. And I look forward to the day that a bunch of us sue some of the people that are funding this anti-vax nonsense in terms of suing the American Legislative Exchange Council, in terms of suing certain politicians, including the Missouri Attorney General, Eric Schmidt. I look forward to that day. I look forward to the day that school districts, they're being told by certain Attorney Generals here in Missouri by Eric Schmidt that they cannot have mask mandates to protect our children. I look forward to the day that somebody wakes up and files an OCR Office of Civil Rights complaint against the Missouri Attorney General. That's violating the rights of disabled children. We can't count on the Biden administration to back us up. Okay, they're too cowardly. We can't count on centrist to, We have to sue these bastards. I'm just going to say it. Because people like me, my rights have been violated because of a bunch of anti-vaxxers. My rights have been violated because these anti-vaxxers don't understand that unless we get a big majority to vaccinate, like 95%, there will be more mutations and eventually mutations that are not only vaccine resistant, but that most likely could become resistant to any of the pharmaceutical drugs used to treat COVID. And those anti-vaxxers will die and they will be the cause of their own deaths as well as other people. So when you refuse to vaccinate, when you refuse to mask, you're not making this decision just for yourself not merely your own personal choice. When you do that, you are choosing for everyone else. So I'm tired of hearing this nonsense. I'm tired of hearing this nonsense, and I guess I'm on a rant today. Um, you'll, you'll hear people say it's not their anti-vax or anti-mask. They just feel it's a matter of personal choice. That is no more a matter of personal choice than when you decide to drive drunk at 100 miles an hour, blindfolded. When you make those choices, you're not just making it for yourself. You're making it for everyone else in your sphere as well. And you don't have that right. Tired of it. So anyway, this Biden mandate isn't even much of a mandate, truth be told. Those that are in those companies of 100 or more that are not healthcare workers, it clearly states they don't have to be vaccinated. If they don't want to be vaccinated, all they have to do then is submit to a weekly test, which they don't want to do. For healthcare workers, it is a mandate and it should be. They come into close contact with vulnerable patients, including cancer patients, patients that have received organ transplants. Uh, any medical personnel that refuses to do that should not be allowed to practice. That's it. So, who are the Republican Attorney Generals? There's a bunch of them that wrongfully sued the Biden administration. Uh, this is another group, and this was led by our callous Republican Attorney General of Missouri, Eric Schmidt. Schmidt is also... Uh, vying for the U.S. Senate seat being vacated by Roy Blunt. And he's trying, in my opinion, to make political hay at the expense of our children, okay? Um, Mr. Schmidt is gone after. He's filed multiple frivolous lawsuits in Missouri against municipalities like St. Louis City, St. Louis County, Kansas City, Missouri, uh, who dared to have mask mandates before there was even a vaccine because, in terms of public health, it was the responsible thing to do. They didn't shut down, but they had a mask mandate. And, of course, he went and sued them. Now, Mr. Schmidt has been going around threatening school districts that dare to implement mask mandates and other mitigation strategies, including vaccines. So now, Mr. Schmidt doesn't care if he endangers our children or their families in his quest to get to the federal level. And I hope he gets sued out of existence because he has proven that he is to the extreme far right. He is also one of several attorney generals that also filed and participated in the, um, you know, in the stop the steal campaign. He was one of many IGs that were trying to uh, stop the Electoral College from counting the votes. Eric Schmidt, in my opinion, is just as corrupt as Ken Paxton of Texas. And once again, he's only beginning to get publicity on it now. So here in Missouri, we had a big case, state of Missouri, versus Joseph R. Biden Jr. And there were 10 states involved. And again, Eric Schmidt led the charge. And this, on Monday the 1st, um, it wasn't the 1st, hold on a second, folks. I want to get this right. Well, it was past week anyway. US Judge Matthew, okay, US District Court for the Eastern District of Missouri, Judge Matthew Shelp also issued a preliminary injunction that halted enforcement of the Biden mandate. But it only applied in those 10 states. And Shelf wrote some other bogus things as well, like Judge Doty. Shelf wrote, quote, it is true, the agency would face irreparable harm if it is unable to enforce a properly authorized and enacted regulation. Now, he's talking about the CMS mandate, which is for... Medicare and Medicaid. So that's what this big lawsuit about. And so Judge Shelt is saying that this, medic- this agency that regulates medical professionals that operate in facilities that receive Medicare and Medicaid patients, which just out of every hospital out there, frankly, would, quote, face irreparable harm if they are unable to, uh, to enforce a properly authorized and enacted regulation. He goes on to say, but as discussed above, the court has concluded CMS, that Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services, likely did not enact the mandated issue lawfully. Thus, any interest CMS may have in enforcing an unlawful rule is likely illegitimate. Now, Judge Shelp is basically making this bogus claim that, well, you know, so many people would leave these medical facilities that we just can't enforce this mandate shit. You know, he's basically saying, well, they won't comply, so we're not going to really enforce the law then. In the meanwhile, all those patients are vulnerable. Think about it. Do you really want, let's say you have to go and get surgery. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, maybe it's surgery on a broken bone. Do you want people operating on you that aren't fully vaccinated? I don't. So this goes on and on and on. And, and the question is, this is going to be appealed, but who's going to protect us from unvaccinated healthcare workers? You know, we didn't have this issue back when I was a child. Okay, we just didn't. You got your vaccinations. Every medication, every vaccine has risk. There's no such thing as 100% safe. But this is what we're dealing with. So let's talk about Mr. Schmidt. Okay? He is the lead Republican Attorney General in one of the cases against the Biden administration. And he has worked constantly to expose our children and teachers and their families to COVID. Because he demands schools and any and all mitigation efforts, really for his own political rise. Now, keep in mind, Eric Schmidt, the Missouri Attorney General, has been endorsed for the U.S. Senate seat by Charles Koch, you know, K-O-C-H, Koch Industries. He also, in the past, has been connected with Alec. He is in the hip pocket of these far-right Trumper billionaires, period. Period. So the Daily Beast did a, a piece, and the headline is really out there. Um, and I, again, I know I'm kind of ranting today because this just—I've hit my limit. All right, uh, you know, because I have a chronic lung disorder, and I'm—you know—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm fortunate that I can work from home. Because of my chronic lung disorders, they're no fault of my own, I've had to be virtually quarantined for almost two years now for my own safety because I live in a state with a bunch of morons who won't vaccinate and won't mask. That's it. And they're claiming they have rights to do anything they damn well please. What about my right? What about my right to not have a death sentence imposed on me and people like me because the rest of y'all are acting like a bunch of stupid adolescents throwing a big tantrum so you can trigger. What was the word you used to describe progressives? Oh, yeah, libtards. If it sounds ugly, it's just reflecting the ugliness of the Republican Party. So let's look at this. In the Daily Beast, a piece written by Pilar Melendez, the headline is GOP Senate hopeful unleashes fresh COVID-L in Missouri. That's true. And it just goes into the fact that there are these local health departments, especially in rural areas of Missouri, that are really afraid of Eric Schmidt. They have halted any COVID-19 response. And that was their response to a December 7th letter sent by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt that was scathing, where he basically threatened them, you know, with legal action. Now, when does an attorney general of any party go after their own constituents. Think about that. That's what he's doing, okay? And this is going to most likely double down on deaths deaths caused by COVID. Keep in mind, the same Republicans that are screaming about government overreach and that we don't have any right to interfere with somebody's medical decisions of what they put in their own body, what they do to their own body, the same Republicans that are telling women they can't they have no right to an abortion even to save their own lives. The same Republicans that claim that you shouldn't have government overreach. And what they're really saying is you should translation, you should allow state legislatures controlled by the GOP to do whatever they damn well please. But when local municipalities enact public health policies that are mitigation strategies to protect people, then you see all sorts of Republican overreach from the state legislatures and from Republican governors. You can't have it both ways. See, that's the problem with the Republican Party. They're not about rule of law at all. They want to do what they want to do. The Too many Republicans no longer believe, well, I don't think they ever believed in democracy. Too many of them despise democracy. They want to be in charge, and the rest of us should just tremble. That's it. But if you're going to say you can't have government overreach as you go against local municipalities enforcing COVID-19 mitigation strategies only within the boundaries of their own municipality, then the state legislature has no right to overreach their power and go after those local municipalities for doing what the state wouldn't do. Okay. So there was one Democrat, there's a few Democrats that spoke up. Um, Here in Missouri, let's see, I lost my place here. Where is it? Oh, yeah. State House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid, she's a Democrat from Springfield, she was quoted. She said, quote, Attorney General Schmidt is using his office as a tool for his campaign at the expense of not only taxpayer dollars, but at the risk of the, to the health and safety of every Missourian. Whether it's asking adult vigilantes to submit photos of school children wearing masks or threatening school boards and health departments, the Attorney General is clearly trying to score political points with the far right. Schmidt's stand in the GOP primary shouldn't be the factor that puts the health and safety of Missourians at risk. Amen, sister. She's right. And Schmidt has been quoted in the press telling parents that if they see any masking going on in local schools, to report it. To report it to him so he can take legal action against them. Now, keep in mind, we just had... A big issue, for instance, with our natural gas provider, Spire. You know, we did this story before where Spire was threatening a gas shutdown if they didn't get their way on their latest pipeline. Now, keep in mind, Spire caused the problem in the first place because of the five existing pipelines that fed into, especially the St. Louis area, they shut down four of them and then rerouted the fifth one to it fed into the new pipeline. Basically meant that St. Louis was 100% dependent on that pipeline that was being legally challenged. Okay? Spire was playing chicken with our community. As many as 450,000 homes could have been cut off from uh, natural gas for heat. Where was the attorney general on that one? He spoke to represent all Missourians. Where was he? Nowhere. Did he know about it? Yes. There's big news here. Did I leave messages at his office about the Spire story? Yes, I did. Did he do anything about it? No, he did not. Because he's too busy making sure that COVID runs rampant in our schools. Okay? Now, where is where is Eric Schmidt thinking he has the right to um, basically dictate to local school districts and to local municipalities? Well, there was a November 22nd decision by a circuit court judge in Cole County, which is a rural county in Missouri, uh, Judge Daniel Green. Now, mind you, I have never heard of a circuit court judge dictating to the entire state. Uh, and Judge Green concluded that the Missouri Department of Health and and Senior Services didn't have the authority to, quote, permit naked lawmaking by bureaucrats, end quote, who wanted to deal with the pandemic. So the judge struck down several regulations that gave local agencies the power to issue public health orders and quarantines. Now, where the hell did Judge Green think he had the right to strike it down? I mean... And since when does a a lowly circuit judge dictate to an entire state? But Eric Schmidt took that as his cue to run roughshod, and he did. Okay? So departments in at least, public health departments in at least six counties, Stoddard, Pemiscot, New Madrid, Scott, Dunklin, and McDonald, issued statements that were basically identical that said, quote, they were forced to cease all COVID-19 related work, end quote, after they got A.G. Schmidt's letter. Uh, And that work that they had to cease and desist included the following, COVID-19 case investigation, contact tracing, quarantine orders, and all public announcements about cases and deaths. Once again, Judge Green and Eric Schmidt, as well as Judge Schultz backing him up, they effectively shut down the public health department, except for the ones that were brave enough to fight them. Okay? And they did so, ironically, as they screamed against bureaucrats, they did so as bureaucratic judges. They didn't, as far as I can tell, look at any medical evidence. They made a bureaucratic decision as bureaucrats, while they denounced bureaucrats in the public health department. And if that sounds screwed up, it's because it is. So um, let's see now. One of the statements issued by the public health department was the following, quote, while this is a huge concern for our agency, we have no other options, but to follow the orders of the Missouri Attorney, Attorney General at this time. We are awaiting direction from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services, but have no timeline or expectations that this ruling will be changed, okay? Keep in mind, the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services is a cabinet position that is under the dictates of the governor, Mike Parson. And Mike Parson won't allow them to do anything. So spokespeople for other health departments that were basically, you know, asked by the Daily Beast mentioned that there's a lot of confusion over this this order. And they were waiting to hear guidance from Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. But they're not going to get it. Okay. Uh, A spokesman for Democrat Quaid argued that while the order applies to mandates, made by non-elected bodies, in other words, health departments and directors, it doesn't mention anything about mandates put in place by elected school boards. But Eric Schmidt is trying to dictate to these elected school boards anyway. Okay. Now, the Daily Beast also quoted a senior scholar at the John Hopkins Center for Health Security. Uh, a Dr. Amesh Adalja, who's also a specialist in infectious diseases, okay? And, um, excuse me, Dr. Adalja, again, from John, the John Hopkins, uh, was quoted as saying that this situation in Missouri, quote, underscores the need for state legislatures to codify in law public health powers so that during emergency situations, health departments can perform perform their core functions with established legal authority, end quote, which sounds perfectly logical. Unfortunately, it can't because they have been interfered with by lobby groups such as ALEC, American Legislative Exchange Council. We've talked about that before. The Daily Beast also explained. they um, got a quote from Lawrence, Gostin, who is a Georgetown University global health expert, and Gostin agreed and argued that Schmidt's letter was the product of, quote, a political axe to grind. Gostin went on to say that, quote, public health officials have always had the power to test, contact trace, and ensure the safety of the public amid an emergency. These powers have existed a century before COVID came, and they will continue to exist. But apparently, Eric Schmidt doesn't really care what the law says. He just is looking for wiggle room. Okay. And, again, recently, Schmidt has gone after school districts, uh, as well as St. Louis County, as they try to implement mask mandates. Um, Even though the Missouri Department of Health concluded that mitigation measures reduce cases and deaths in the state as reported by um, St. Louis Public Radio, an affiliate of NPR. Now, Schmidt's also been encouraging parents on Twitter, and this is per his own Twitter account, to submit videos or pictures identifying Missouri school districts that are violating the judge's orders, even if the power of that order is unclear. Keep in mind, that power said nothing about elected school boards. Remember, the judge talked, Judge Green talked about lawmaking by bureaucrats, which would be basically unelected, but school boards are elected. I would argue that the judge's order from Cole County has absolutely no... um, authority over school district and actually the Lee's, Lee Summit School District, their attorney, really sharp, issued a letter that said the same thing, okay, but again, Eric Schmidt doesn't care if he endangers other people's children, apparently, at least that's my opinion. Now, Schmidt took it one step further and claiming that Missouri health agencies have gone, quote, unchecked throughout the pandemic and that they were violating a judge's ruling and that he would take legal action if they didn't obey. Uh, Schmidt wrote in a letter the following, quote, public health authorities and school districts have gone unchecked, issuing illegal and unconstitutional orders in their quest to aggregate maintain and exert their newfound power. You should stop enforcing and publicizing any such orders immediately. End quote. And that's the letter that Schmidt wrote, you know, referring to quarantine orders, mask mandates, and any other COVID-19 um, mandates or mitigation strategies. Schmidt's letter went on to say, quote, failure to follow the court's judgment may result in enforcement action against you. We encourage you to take immediate action, end quote. Okay, the Missouri Attorney General threatening his constituents, threatening school districts. Now, the Daily Beast did ask for some clarifications, and Schmidt's spokesperson reiterated um, the AG's claim that the Cole County Circuit Court order requires, quote, local public health authorities and school districts to stop enforcing any mask mandates, quarantine orders, or any other public health orders that are null and void under the judgment. If local public health authorities or school districts feel they need additional authority, the next legislative session starts in January. Now, the Daily Beast doesn't name the spokesperson. I happen to know for a fact that the... um, the public affairs, the media person uh, for A.G. Schmidt is a young man named Chris Newell. He's, I believe, 24 years old, and he is a GOP partisan through and through. And if he had actually, if both he and A.G. Schmidt had actually read the court order, they would see it didn't apply to school districts at all. Those are elected. And I believe in naming, that's the only argument I have with the Daily Beast article, okay? I believe in holding people accountable. And I don't know if this was Mr. Newell's doing or not, but I do know that the media person in charge of everything for Attorney General Eric Schmidt is a young man named Chris Newell. So, let's move on. There's a lot of smaller rural districts in Missouri that are just cutting back. They can't afford the legal fight. And these are the same people that, because they're afraid of the vaccine and won't get vaccinated. Their their smaller hospitals can't handle the overflow. These people wind up in our hospitals in St. Louis and St. Louis County, and they overflow them to the point where patients with other conditions, cancer, organ recipients, whatever, get treatment. That's what's happening. And this is something that we really need to uh, address, this injustice. Uh, So, for instance, Davis County Health Department uh, said in a statement that they won't issue any quarantine orders for school children. McCaff County Health Department said they will change their quarantine protocol. mainly it's these rural counties that just can't afford to fight the Attorney General. Now, the major cities like St. Louis and Kansas City, they have issued public responses to Schmidt's order. Um, let's see now, the LaClee County Health Department released a statement um, stating that while they can't publicly inform the public about COVID-19 related work, internally their response to the pandemic has changed very little. Um, that they will continue to track positive cases, deaths, and statistical data for our county. Um, that department in LaClee County, Laclede County Health Department, they were the first to gain national attention because they made a decision to halt COVID protocols, um, and the Kansas City Star first reported it. So, you know, once again, this is the Missouri Attorney General, overstepping his authority. And and keep in mind, um, when Eric Schmidt went to court, I I read that, um, the court brief, and one of the studies when he was given television interviews about that case, he was bragging about this German study. The German pediatric study, I think it involved like 46 kids. And he's basing a lot of what he's saying on that, that these kids... It wasn't that bad. There was a South Korean study from about a year and a half ago, and it involved some 6,000 pediatric cases, children between the ages of 8 or 9 and 19. And they contact trace for almost 60,000 people, and what they found was that children from ages 9 to 19 are very effective carriers of COVID. So even if they don't get sick, they will come home and give it to their parents, the same as an adult carrier. So the question is, is Mr. Schmidt ready for a nation of orphans? See, that sounds like what what he's aiming towards. Okay. So, you know, once again, we are dealing with these attorneys dictating to physicians and scientists what will happen during a pandemic. Okay, so let's move on. The Washington Post got more into these judges that are making these decisions, that, you know, the judges that are striking down any mitigation efforts. Guess what? They happen to be Trump appointees, especially the federal judge of St. Louis, Matthew Scheltz. So from the Washington Post, a piece written by Eli Rosenberg and Adela Suleiman, the headline is, um, this is, this goes back to, this is November 30th, not too long ago. Um, the headline is, Trump-appointed judges block Biden administration vaccine mandate for health care workers. Okay? So, Judge, Judge Matthew Shelp issued a 32-page ruling, which you can look at at ago.mo.gov. Shelf is a Trump appointee. He said that a preliminary injunction to halt or stop the rule to stop the Biden vaccine mandate uh, for health care providers was warranted. Get this. Because he believed the arguments by the plaintiffs, that was basically 10 mostly Republican-dominated states, that the CMS, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, lacked authority to implement the requirement that, and that that argument had probably had merit. Okay, so he believed this. Kind of a vague statement. Judge Schulte, excuse me, also questioned whether there was enough data regarding transmissibility and vaccination status. I don't know where Judge Schultz has been. There's loads of data. Worldwide, not just here in the United States. I'd be happy to send him some data. But Judge Shelf went on to say he believed the order was probably, quote, arbitrary and capricious. Uh, capricious Attorneys love that phrase, arbitrary and capricious. Um, I would say Judge Shelf based on what? Okay. Judge Shelf wrote, quote, Congress did not clearly authorize CMS to enact this politically and economically vast federalism-altering and boundary-pushing mandate, which Supreme Court precedent requires. Okay. Well, you know, I would say that there is Supreme Court precedent. A case called Jacobson v. Massachusetts. And as for there's not enough data about COVID nineteen transmissibility and vaccination status, you know, the interface between those two conditions. I don't know what he's talking about. All you have to do is go to the C D C or the World Health Organization. Heck, you can check major medical schools throughout the United States. There's plenty of data, Judge. But Judge Shelf didn't want the data, obviously. Now, another Trump appointee, District Court Judge Terry Doty, in Louisiana, followed up with his own ruling in a case brought by 14 other states, finding that a nationwide injunction, quote, was necessary to protect the liberty interests interests of the unvaccinated. Okay. What about the liberty interests of those that are medically vulnerable and vaccinated? What these two judges are doing is elevating the, the rights of the unvaccinated above the rest of us. Claiming that somehow it really wouldn't make a difference. They're, unvacc- they're, they're basically implying that somebody's unvaccinated status won't hurt others, except that that's contrary to the science. If you have a low vaccination rate, you, by being unvaccinated, are hurting other people because you will, in effect, allow the virus to uh, mutate more to the point where the vaccine won't be effective, and not only that, but to the point where other medical treatments won't be effective. So, yes, when you're unvaccinated, you are hurting other people. That's science. But apparently Judge Doty and Judge Shelf don't understand that or don't want to understand that. So this is what we're dealing with now. Okay. Now, we can go on and on, but you get the drift here. So let's move on. Okay, let's get to Tom Hartman. I like his take on this. I really do. So. You have a situation in Germany, because, you know, COVID-19 is worldwide. Nobody is exempt. And in Germany, they've had their problems with people not being fully vaccinated, and um, they're tired of it. So the German parliament just mandated that all workers in healthcare settings must be fully vaccinated, or they're going to leave their job. Now, that's a rule that's already been in place by Greece, France, and Italy. Now, there are some that would say, well, you're forcing them to put something in their body they don't want. No, you're not. You're telling these people to behave like adults. If you're going to be working in close contact as a medical professional, you either must be fully vaccinated or go elsewhere. They're not making you vaccinate. If you don't want to vaccinate, then go home. See, the problem with anti-vaxxers is that they want to crap on the rest of us. And they throw a big tantrum if you dare demand that they have consequences for their actions. They're behaving like adolescents. So Tom Hartman wrote this piece. And... You know, the headline is Lock Down the Unvaccinated so America can get back to normal. And he goes on to say, quote, I'm reading straight from it, let the Trumpies and Mass I love that, let the Trumpies and Mass Coles argue it out on social media and in their chat rooms, but keep them the hell out of our stores, bars, restaurants, and theaters. Enough is enough. And I agree with him. The Financial Times um, wrote that the country, that Germany will be doing what Austria mandated a month earlier. To quote from the Financial Times, hardly a liberal bastion of anything, quote, using what is known in Germany as the 2G rule, soon only the vaccinated and those who have recovered from COVID will be able to go into shops and cultural institutions. Once the rules are implemented, a household of vaccine holdouts will only be able to meet two people. From another household end quote okay so your believes making sense here in the u.s we have four trump appointed judges that have halted the osha rules requiring vaccines of workers in large companies and healthcare workers so hartman you know asked the question quote why would these republican partisans in judicial drag Make such nakedly idiotic rulings, knowing they will lead to more death and disability. And he goes on to say, all you need to do, all you need to do is roll the clock back a year to see their reasoning. All these clips are from 2020. So then Hartman goes back and lists what these Republican partisans are saying. You think, why are these judges doing this? Judge Shelf, Judge Doty, these other judges That are Trump appointees, they are not making decisions that are consistent with legitimate rule of law. They are crafting excuses using, notice, vague language, because they know they're in the wrong. So using vague language that can maybe get them off the hook while they give the GOP what they want, because they know if COVID keeps going on, the economy will tank, and the GOP needs that to get back in power. They don't care if your child dies. So let's look at some of the things that Tom Hartman collected from 2020 by Grace Curley, Boston Herald editorial. Quote, the Democrats in D.C. are cheering for the coronavirus. Sad to say, but it is the truth. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and your ills want the president to fail at all costs. If that means a world pandemic, well, so be it. Um, the coronavirus virus is the strongest allure as far as Democrats are concerned. The effect it is having on the stock market, market. And that was Donald Trump Jr. on Fox News. Okay, so that was Donald Trump Jr. accusing Democrats of using COVID to tank the economy and make Trump look bad. Keep in mind, Donald Trump knew in the very beginning that this thing was deadly and it was airborne. And this was proven by a series of taped interviews that he knowingly granted to Bob Woodward for his book. And he can hear the tapes. Trump said, yes, he knew it was airborne. He knew it was deadly. And he withheld that information. Had we known it early on and had the proper mitigation efforts, easily 50% of those deaths could have been prevented. And we're talking hundreds of thousands of people. So it goes on and on. <clears throat> Last year, you can find thousands of articles by Republicans asserting that Dr. Fauci and the Democrats were hyping or promoting COVID so it would soften the economy and hurt Donald Trump. But that's just not the case. We didn't have to do that. It was Trump's planned incompetence that caused all this. Okay? And then you have these These anti vaxxers claiming, oh, we have liberties, okay. Founding fathers enforced vaccines. Well, that's not exactly true. George Washington mandated vaccines against smallpox to his troops. All right, and that's documented by www.loc.gov. And then we have this case from 1905 that I keep talking about, Jacobson v. Massachusetts. Okay. So there was this guy in Boston who defied a Massachusetts vaccine mandate, okay? And the Supreme Court wrote the following, quote, the defendant insists that his liberty is invaded when the state subjects him to a fine or imprisonment for neglecting or refusing to submit to vaccination, that a compulsory vaccination law is unreasonable, arbitrary, and oppressive, and therefore hostile to the inherent right of every free man care for his own body and health in such a way as to him sees best and that the execution of such a law against one who objects to vaccination no matter for what reason is nothing short of an assault upon his person. The court ruled that all of that was quote a patent absurdity. Court went on to say quote but the liberty secured by the Constitution of the United States to every person within its jurisdiction does not import an absolute right in each person to be at all times and in all circumstances wholly freed from restraint. There are manifold restraints to which every person is necessarily subject for the common good. On any other basis, organized society could not exist with safety to its members. Society based on the rule that each one is a law unto himself would soon be confronted with disorder and anarchy. Real liberty for all could not exist under the operation of a principle which recognizes the right of each individual person to use its own, whether in respect of its person or property, regardless of the injury that may be done to others. Quote, upon the principle of self-defense, of paramount necessity, a community has the right to protect itself against an epidemic of disease which threatens the safety of its members, end quote. I'm going to read that last part from Jacobson v. Massachusetts, Supreme Court decision in 1905, because it says it all. Quote, upon the principle of self-defense, a paramount necessity, a community, a community has the right to protect itself against an epidemic of disease which threatens the safety of its members, end quote. Mike dropped. There is nothing more to say not on that now I know that Eric Schmidt and judge Shelf and these others I know they have access to that case they don't want it mentioned okay but in spite of all this to paraphrase Mitch McConnell the GOP persists give you examples in New Jersey According to Ross Story, Republicans are defying state police to walk into their governmental chamber with no mask or proof of vaccination. Florida, Governor DeSantis changed the state's unemployment laws. So if you're fired for refusing to vaccinate, you're gonna instantly get unemployment benefits. You still quit though. In Kansas, the Republican legislature and governor did the same as well as Iowa and Tennessee. Uh, Republican Governor Tevin Stitt of Oklahoma wants to defy the Pentagon, as documented by Enid News, so that National Guard troops can say no to the vaccine. Uh, the Republican, who runs Chicago's police unit, has uh, basically urged officers, according to the AP, to refuse getting the jab. New York City Firefighters Union did the same. And let's see, in Northern California, right-wing area school districts are defying the governor's vaccination order, according to MSN.com, and the Republican governor Missouri, according to KansasCity.com, Governor Parsons commissioned a study to find out if masks work to stop COVID. The results came back that yes, masks work. And so he they say he buried study. He wouldn't allow um, the people from that agency to report that fact. He censored it. Governor Parson censored it. <clears throat> As for Democrats trying to make the pandemic worse to hurt it's not true, Democrats have never called the virus a hoax. Democrats have never refused to wear masks or get vaccinated. Democrats never argued against the science. They didn't spread conspiracy theories. They didn't promote uh, phony cures like horse de-warmer. Democrats never discouraged people from getting vaccinated. Those are facts. And worldwide, other democracies that are also under assault from foreign trolls and anarchists, they're not putting up with this anti-vax, anti-mask tantrum. I'll give you an example. In Greece... Um, Those that are on their version of Social Security, if they refuse to get vaccinated, uh, their monthly payment is reduced by 25%. In Israel, they're debating use cell phone tracking to identify COVID uh, those COVID spreaders, I guess. In the Netherlands, police are taking on protesters. Um, Britain has instituted a national mask mandate and they're enforcing it. Slovakia, they're trying the carrot approach. They're giving a bonus of $568 to get vaccinated. South Africa has instituted a curfew and a ban on alcohol sales. Um, Chile has passed a ban on unvaccinated people going out in public, and they're enforcing it. To go on with what Tom Hartman wrote that I agree with wholeheartedly, because I'm tired of this. Um, those, quote, those of us who did the right thing got vaccinated and boosted, wore masks and socially distanced and work from home, deserve a break. Let the Trumpies and mask holds argue it out on social media and in their chat rooms, but keep them the hell out of our stores, bars, restaurants, and theaters. Enough is enough. Lock down the unvaccinated to the, the, the rest of America and get back to normal. Now, we've got a little more. You had a rant not too long ago from Lara Logan of Fox. Now, Lara Logan used to report for 60 minutes. I don't know what happened to her since. She was saying that, he, to quote her, she was, she told an audience of millions um, that Dr. Fauci doesn't represent science to these anti-vaxxers. Quote, he represents Joseph Mengele the Nazi doctor who did experiments on Jews during the Second World War and in the concentration camp. And I'm talking about people all across the world are saying this. Okay. I don't know, Miss Logan, but how dare she? A white, a, a woman that has white, Christ, generically Christian privilege, you know, as a Jewish woman, she has no damn No, I'll take it back. She has a lot of damn nerve comparing a disagreement with Dr. Fauci to Joseph Mengele, cheapening what happened, what the Nazis did in their genocidal campaign. That is worse than a cheap shot. Absolutely worse. And I'm tired of hearing uh, these privileged white generic Christians complain that uh, where being asked to wear a mask, or showing that they're vaccinated. Somehow that's compared. That, that somehow that's like being under the Nazi regime. How dare they! I, I swear. Part of me just wants to reach through his computer screen. And some colleagues said, knock them upside the head, and then some. You know, it takes a special type of Privilege is too polite a word. It takes a special kind of gall and arrogance to make that type of bogus claim. And it just shows that they really couldn't care less. If I were Dr. Fauci, I would sue Lara Logan and Fox for slander, libel, and defamation. I wouldn't play with it. So and this other article, we what came to light was that new, he was most likely infected with COVID, right, going into the uh, debate with Biden. And apparently he was willing to infect Joe Biden, according to The Guardian, because Trump tested positive for COVID before the Biden debate. And this is also according to Mark Meadows, as he wrote in his new book. Donald Trump tested positive for COVID three days before his debate with Joe Biden. And then he lied about it after getting a second negative test. Biden kept his distance. And and again, if I were Joe Biden, I'd sue Donald Trump. I would. You know, in fact, suing isn't good enough. Donald Trump knew this. He should have been criminally charged right then and there. Because that is battery with intent to kill. At that point, we knew COVID killed. Donald Trump should have been charged right then and there. You're not allowed to get near somebody who's got active tuberculosis, for Christ's sake. So this is what we're dealing with. And uh, I I don't know. I've just lost faith in Americans, okay? By now, the evidence speaks for itself. You know, in conclusion, masking and vaccinations save lives and it reduces COVID spread as well as reducing the possibility of future COVID mutations. And yet we have in our ranks what journalist Tom Hartman rightfully calls out as math These are Republican hardliners who'd rather believe internet trolls than actual licensed physicians and scientists. Their refusal, in my opinion, has nothing to do with any asinine claims that the vaccines are poisonous or somehow alter their DNA. I've had a few friends echo these brain-dead canards. There's no reasoning with them. Then there are those who claim they aren't anti-vax, but the decision to vaccinate or not is based on a personal right. Newsflash, it's not. If COVID were bloodborne, as said before, transmitted by bodily fluids, sexual activity, then their argument would be valid. As long as you have an honest partner who informs you of their status, you can choose whether or not to have unprotected sex with them. That's not the case for COVID. COVID's airborne. None of us can choose whether we want to breathe. Once this baby, once COVID proved airborne, that previous argument falls flat on its face. None of us have the right to infect others with a possible death sentence because we don't want to take the jab or wear a mask. And frankly, we don't have time for these adolescent tantrums. The longer it takes to vaccinate the majority of the world's population, worldwide, I mean 95% minimum, then the longer this virus can mutate and, God forbid, become not only vaccine resistant, but resistant to any sort of pharmaceutical treatment. Time is of the essence here. So those that argue they have a right to infect others or like Trump toady Judge Matthew Shelp, support anti-vaxxers by blocking vaccine mandates, are essentially arguing the equivalent of demanding the right to drive drunk, blindfolded at 100 miles per hour, and any victims, were, any victims that were on the road, you know, violating their right to drive dr- Let me start over. These anti-vaxxers, I hate see Sometimes I get a little disloyal Those that argue they have a right to infect others are like Judge Shelp supporting anti-vaxxers by blocking vaccine mandates. They're arguing that they have a right, the equivalent of demanding the right to drive drunk blindfolded at 100 miles per hour while claiming that any victims of that carnage for dare, that happen to be on the road, that they're violating their right to drive drunk. That's really all it is. Uh, you can compare this to the arguments between wearing a seatbelt and driving drunk. It's a good example. So, for instance, if you choose not to wear a seatbelt, the only person you're really affecting is yourself. If you choose to drive drunk, however, you're affecting everybody in your sphere. When you refuse to mask, when you refuse to vaccinate, you are saying that you have the equivalent right, you have the equivalent of driving drunk. That's it. There is no legitimate legal defense for this. Now we talk about restorative justice. It's impractical to sue every anti-vaxxer in existence. But it would make good sense to sue the billionaires and the corporations who have funded politicians pushing this death march. The 1% subsidized this lunacy by supporting Republican politicians willing to sell the Kool-Aid. Every politician that pushed these crazy anti-vax, anti-mask campaigns needs to be held accountable. Every billionaire or corporation that supported those politicians also needs to be held accountable. They just do. Actions have consequences. And this anti-vax narrative has cost nearly a million lives in under two years' time. And a good 60, 70% of those deaths could have been prevented. Now, those are the deaths we know about. And the politicians like Eric Schmidt, who happily acted as COVID pie pipers, also need to be held accountable. They push legal theories which have no merit. They pass laws which attack any mitigation effort, knowing that COVID was a killer. So now we have our progressive news network jackass of the week. This was the name before, Governor Mike Parson of Missouri. Governor Parson, one, refused to enact a mask mandate ever. Two, he forbade public health officials from sharing the results of data of a study that he asked them to do, which proved that masking, yes, lowers COVID rates and COVID deaths. Instead, he attacked journalists for daring to do their jobs. This is reported by the Missouri Independent. The, it was by Rudy Keller, Derek Kravitz, and Smart Gupta. Uh, the headline is, uh, excuse me, um, Missouri Health Department found mask mandates work but didn't make findings public. Jurisdictions with mask mandates averaged 15.8 cases per day for every 100,000 residents compared to 21.7 in unmasked communities. So once again, the State Department of Health and Senior Services, okay, they were asked to collect data on the worst part of the Delta variant wave. The analysis was conducted at the request of Governor Mike Parson. But because the results came up with something that Parson thought was politically, politically inconvenient, he did not allow that Department of Health and Senior Services to share those results. He censored them. Okay. Um, The Missouri Independent and Documenting COVID-19 Project determined this after a Sunshine Law request to the department. The study compared infection and death rates in St. Louis, St. Louis County, Kansas City, and Jackson County with the rest of the state. I'm reading straight from this now. New State Health Department Director Donald Kerroff Wrote in an email, the study's findings show the effectiveness of the mask mandates forwarded to Parsons' office. The analysis wasn't included in material the department prepared for cabinet meetings, the email showed. Neither the health department nor Parsons' office responded to requests for comments asking why the data had not been shared publicly. Okay. I'm skipping down here. Keep mind when a governor censors public health data like that because he didn't like the results, he's malfeasant, criminally malfeasant. Because this would actually communicate to the public that yes, masking does help. Okay? So part now this is the same governor who's spoken out repeatedly against local mask mandates. He called the wrong in all capital letters in a tweet. Um, And then that was followed up by Attorney General Eric Schmidt suing St. Louis, St. Louis County, Kansas City and Jackson County to block enforcement of mask mandates and that was before he sued school districts to block any mitigation efforts Okay So this is what we're dealing with here This is what we're dealing with So governor Parson along with, I'd say he shares this this week. Governor Mike Parson along with Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and his and Schmidt's spokesperson Chris Newell all share the award this week of Progressive News Network's Jackasses of the Week. So I know I did a lot of, a, a bit of a rant this week and because I'm tired of this I just can't believe the childishness and and the stupidity of what's been going on. I, I just can't. And um, I think those of us that have had, those of us who are medically more fragile, we're the ones whose rights have been violated. And we're the ones that really need to find a good law firm and we need to sue these politicians. We just do because again, they are favoring the anti-vaxxers rights over the rest of us. Anti-vaxxers don't wanna be inconvenienced, neither do anti-maskers. That's their point of view. And those of us who who have medical conditions, we don't wanna die before our time from a disease that could have been prevented. That's it. That simple. So next week we're going to be on something else, I hope. With that, I say good night and God bless.